And where where do you land on that debate, Andy? Whether a monkey should be able to have uh, copyright protections? Um, I would probably say that is opening a Pandora's box that we don't want to open. So it's probably for the best if it can't. You don't uh, you don't want you don't want to open the Pandora's box of can animals own things? <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I I let's just say I don't want to bring the animal kingdom in, like a, a, into the hierarchy of capitalism or whatever. Like I don't want them to be like engaged in markets uh, as anything other than products. I guess, which maybe is a horrible thing to say, but in when you phrase it that way, but you know. I feel like it, there's enough messed up stuff about our 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 claims of ownership and stuff as it is without introducing like people who or or uh, entities that cannot properly communicate with us about their ownership claims to the mix. So if the monkey who took the selfie saw someone tweet it out and they got mad, would you be like, well, I guess they do deserve the copyright if they have their emotions about it. Yeah, the, the ability to argue you think it's what draws the line between whether something should be able to own something or not? Uh, I guess it's... Like, if you take a monkey's banana, it'd be mad, right? <laughs> I own the banana. The monkey took a selfie and was happy, and then you saw and saw, like, some bozo tweeted out and was like, <laughs> I mean, do you, you think like, that a monkey, monkey is capable of that? Of no, of knowing that I, someone saying, else has tweeted out the photo it taken monkeys, and then taking offense at it? I mean, there are certainly extremely stuff. intelligent monkeys um, out there. Coco? Coco was a scam, but... Was, uh, I think you were saying Coco was a gorilla. <laughs> sure. But, uh, also also he was, he was He kept bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta open my third eye. <laughs> I mean, we all know Coco was a scam, right? That Wait, was like, sure. that wasn't real. Coco um, on Birkin. Coco was part of Big Robin Williams. <laughs> Big Robin Williams. <laughs> That's right. Was it? Was it? They told Coco that Robin Williams died, and then Coco was like, "Coco's sad about that." I forgot that's what the connection was. I just knew that they were connected. Well, I think they were also friends, but they did tell Coco that Robin Williams died. Right. (laughs) Which, like, the argument is, like, it would have been fine. Like, you could have just... I I guess what I'm saying is, like, her exposure to Robin Williams wasn't only his death. I think is what I'm trying to communicate. Right. He right. told Coco that Robin Williams died Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Emilio Diaz and today I'm joined by Andy Gerbiuga. 
Number one, Coco the gorilla. Truther, Colin Ashley. How are we doing today, folks? We have a wild episode for you today. We're going to gonna be, be tight playing and clean. tight and clean. Yeah. We're going to play some games around the holiday. You know, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, but you know, it's Valentine's and Day Ash week. Wednesday. It is Ash Wednesday, yeah, which is very important to call it. And Amelia has a Valentine's Day game. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, are you Catholic? Uh, that's a, that's a that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> and who are you vote for? <laughs> yes, uh, I am. I am a confirmed Catholic who has not attended church in probably over a decade. And have you seen Darren Aronofsky's Noah? I have not seen Darren Aronofsky's Noah. I hear there's rock people who are angels. Yeah, the angels fell to earth and then get covered in dirt and mud and turn into rock people. Sure. That's fine. They're called the Watchers. <laughs> I actually know everything about the Bible now that I've seen Noah. <laughs> That's right, yes. Call it, Bible expert call it Ashley here. Yes, yeah, Sunday we had a confirmed Catholic, a Bible expert. <laughs> Listen, I'm also technically a confirmed Catholic. I got sure. I mean, I was very into being Catholic for a period of my life. Uh Mostly from like a community. Were you an altar boy? Point of view. Sure. Oh, of course. Boy, was I. We were called altar yeah. servers because I had kind of a progressive <laughs> hippie church, um, but I was an altar server, and I was, I was, in fact, I was the altar server who would like do all the, whole, the <laughs> really, holy, sir. <laughs> I would do the Holy Week services and stuff. They'd like ask me to come in for like Holy <laughs> the, Thursday. The big and, guns. We gotta yeah, bring in yeah. the big guns. <laughs> Andy didn't go to school no, once the, a week to do this. <laughs> yeah, not the big guns, just the loser who was the... like always available. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. You ever and do Lent? Do let like did I give something up for Lent? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had given up things for Lent. <laughs> cold open material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this episode is oops all cold open. <laughs> there was just on Lent when I was in high school. There was this girl I knew who gave up caffeine for Lent, and she was like, "My head hurts so bad." And I was like, "You really had to give up caffeine then? Sure. This is like you're right. 17 years old." Yeah. <laughs> We also well, yeah, what do you have to wake for? Yeah. What do you have <laughs> yeah. to wake up for? <laughs> we also every be at school at, at seven o'clock. <laughs> every Lent, we'd always get these like cardboard bowls that were called rice bowls, I think, where you were supposed to put your money in, like your change and stuff in it throughout Lent, and then turn it in at the end of Lent to, uh, as as like part of your like, your reflection was like also giving financial compensation for things. Of course. Speaking it of re- always goes back to the church. All the it money. was for like a specific <laughs> charitable cause. It wasn't just for the church. Yeah, but my foot. <laughs> Speaking of receiving financial compensation, we have some news this week. Mike Lee reteams with Secrets and Lies star Marianne John Baptiste on her on his film Hard Truths. And we're yeah. so thrilled. Can't wait. Dick Pope. Dick Pope is back. Dick Poop, as some That's might call great. it. As, as Cheryl Boone Isaacs might say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Do we we don't have any like plot or anything, right? It's no, just it's like there's a still on, like yeah, it's being kept under wraps. It yeah. says. Uh, you I know. imagine a, a likely can premiere probably given his history. But yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess not this can. Peter Lou. Peter Lou with a can, yeah. It was. Yep. Yeah. Is it in comp? 
<laughs> Why the what the <laughs> hell? One. I guess it was shoplifter. shoplifter yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think Peter Lou was like a slam dunk to win a prize? Or <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, which is exciting. You know, Mike Lee. Yes. Yeah, I, I got to go back and watch more. Like we did the, the 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 couple with Fran, and I like really liked those. And I have not done much beyond those. Peter Lou and Topsy Turvy, I think, are still the only ones I've seen. Ooh, so. Topsy Turvy's so good. It is great. Um, yeah, I got to do more. Yeah. There's a few that I'm missing. I really I got to see Happy Go Lucky. Just while we're doing tangents, sure. Uh, I watched Mike Lee's Nuts in May last year. One of his BBC. Sure. And I really love that movie. Um, That's so cool. Making, like, a bunch of small things for the BBC is, like, such a cool thing for a British filmmaker to have yeah. done. I mean, his whole, like, acting troupe. Sure. How he does his, aud- uh, uh, not his auditions, his rehearsals. Right. And uh, everything is very interesting to me. Um, there's a couple other movies that we had announced yeah, um, Lily Wachowski, Trash Mountain, Trash Mountain, starring Caleb Heron from Twitter, or I guess TikTok. What's he do on TikTok? He's a comedian. He's got, he's like one of the many head cum podcasters. Okay, he uh, but he he was like a, uh, I mean, not to use a like pseudo derogatory phrase, but like a front facing comedian person during like the pandemic. Sure. Uh, front facing camera comedian. Uh, sure. How do people make money on TikTok? Are there ads? Do they get revenue from that? Or is it just. You do brand sure, deals. Right, you yeah, do. Yeah. There's. You can do ads, I think. I mean, it's all. Sure. The, I think ultimately, like you anything get... on the internet, nobody is really paid money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, as fake as money can get is maybe like That's right. people yeah. who make money as influencers. Sure. This is, yeah. I mean, I've talked about this with other people this week, but I, I watched The Daily Show Live this week, and boy, all the ads were just for other like Viacom properties. I was like, there's no money coming in for this. This is all just pointing at other products from the same corporate entity. Uh, crazy times to, to, to be uh, consuming content. Yeah. <laughs> There's also Spike Lee and Denzel Washington are reteaming <clears throat> for a high and low remake for Apple. That's which right. is awesome. Is yeah, Apple, high and low. Apple and A24? And A24, excuse me, of course. Is it? The, what was their last movie? They haven't made a movie in a while. It's been since uh, Inside Man, I don't think. They've made a movie together. Sure. So it's, uh, what, almost 20 years, basically. 18 years? Yeah. Which, uh, Does Denzel have? Because Tracy Macbeth was also a twenty four on Apple, right? Was yeah. that through him? Uh, I don't or, think so. I don't think. So. I mean, I think they just they just like movie stars. Because he's think. also he's doing like, yeah, and I mean like he's doing all the August Wilson plays with Netflix. Like he's producing of all of those. Um, Anyone see Journal for Jordan? I Nobody did. alive has seen Journal for Jordan. <laughs> if you had a guess. The letterbox, how many? How many people have marked it as watched? Yeah, I guess I have no idea how often. Right, I don't know what the scale. I don't have a baseline. Sure, sure. Let me. I'll give you two movies as a baseline. Okay, (laughs) this will be worth it. (laughs) Fences, for example, 
has been seen by 141,000 members. Now, that came out in 2016, before Letterboxd had a lot of people using it. Right. So it's one of those movies that is like, if that comes out now, it's an Oscar movie. So 8 million people will watch it on Letterboxd. It'll be the most popular movie in the top 250. Um, I, yeah, because I, it was 2016, it's like... I guess I have no idea how many people are really on Letterboxd, just generally. Like, I have the... Well, here. I have the see, general one movie. I have the general the sense menu. that it's, you know, it's growing every year. There's a lot more people on it every year, but I don't think I ever have, like, a picture of... So, a very popular movie, 2023's Barbie... Has 3.04 million marked watched. Is that okay. every time, uh, like, if uh, rewatches get added to that? Like, if a person watches that over and over, does that get contributed to that number? Or is that just how many accounts have marked that movie have, as watched? I think it is individual once? accounts. I'm going to say. If it were rewatches, I think it would be more. Just to close this loop, and we can actually talk about, like, Move high on. and low. So, uh, what do you think a journal for Jordan has? I'm going to say 22,000. Andy, I would say a hundred and fifty thousand. Three point three thousand. Wow! Oh, Jesus Christ! I guess it sort of vindicates what I said initially about it. Yeah, no one on earth. That's um, another new movie. So there's the Kyoshi Kurosawa has three movies out as like. I'm making these movies. There's the one that's going to be Epperlin Chime, which is like 40 minutes or whatever. And then he's also, he's got his Serpent's Path remake that we had known about. But then he also just announced that there's a new one called Cloud. Okay. He, Another I, episode we've done in the past. Uh, Kurosawa. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, ex- I mean, I guess I don't even know. He has sort of through the process of announcing and making these three specific movies gone from oh I'm very excited to watch this next movie to like I think I'd be more excited if he was just making one movie that I could just like focus on and be like yeah this sure. is the thing I'm excited for yeah this is more of just like an incentive to watch his other stuff I guess where it's like I guess I should see more of his stuff if this is sort of what he's dropping but it's been a minute he hasn't had anything since Wife of a Spy no yeah that is true. He hasn't made something in a minute, and I guess he's like, yeah. I, I, I sort of, I, I generally respect working quick and like dropping a lot of things, but the like the shine being like him hyping it up and then being four minutes and then it being like a weird blockchain thing sort of <laughs> took a lot of the wind out of the sails on that one. Uh, so you know, hopefully one of these is really good. I think I watched Cure. I watched Cure last year. And uh, I think that's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's the scariest film I've ever seen personally. So I think he's a great filmmaker. You know, it's just sort of... I'm sort of struggling to keep my eye on the ball with him right now. Sure, sure. Um, The other news... This isn't a new movie, but Good One from Sundance has been acquired by Metrograph. Sure. That's right. Jesse saw and liked that movie. Yep. Uh, this is the James LeGrow, Lily Callias, Rikarty. Yes. That's all the news that I thought we had. I have a couple more things. India Donaldson Hit is me. the name of the writer director of that film. There we go. I have a couple more things. 
You know, Channing Tatum making a movie with Derek C. Anne France, Roof Man. Yeah. About a guy called Roof Man. This, I feel like that is, like, that sounds like the parody of a title of a Channing Tatum movie. Like. I think he's leaning into himself, you know? And I sort of appreciate that. Sure. But it is. I don't need him to stretch. Derek Sean France. Sure. Really is, uh, put a lot of English on that one. Uh, a lot of French. <laughs> is this his post? He's uh, not like a, I know this I'm not, much I don't is hear true like, or whatever project is follow up to the HBO show. It must. Oh, be. I think he's done a few like odds and end directing. I sure. think his last movie was was Light between the oceans. Was the last? I mean, was the last? Uh, was that HBO show before he? I guess wrote Sound of Battle. No, I think the HBO show was, like, late 2010s. Or was it early 2020s, the Ruffalo one? I've been looking up. Yeah, I guess we can... <laughs> I mean, if Andy doesn't know, we'll never know. I never oh, watched yeah. that one. It seemed, uh, like a bummer. Sad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the whole Derek Sean Franz thing. Which is interesting to, I guess, put 2020. Channing Tatum in it. Especially because, like... This picture is based on the remarkable story of Jeffrey Manchester, an eccentric, charming serial robber who broke into more than 60 McDonald's overnight via their roofs, then emptied their cash register in the morning and herding staff into freezers. The former officer, U.S. Army officer, became known as the Rooftop Robber or Roof Man and was known for his gentle demeanor and rarely resorting to violence. Sure. Rarely resorting to violence. old man in the gun. (laughs) Sure, but with Channing Tatum instead of Robert Redford. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bruce, man. I don't know. I, I guess I don't really have that much of a history of CN France, but it's like, I like Tatum a lot, and I'd like to see him make movies and be out there. So I'm excited for that. And not just cameo in other people's movies. Zach Efron. Have you seen Dog? I've not seen Dog. Col- yeah, have you seen Dog? Colin loves... Colin's asked me, have I seen Dog more than he's asked me, how are you doing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he has asked me that so often. I'm Colin loves Dog. I don't even like it that I think it's just good, and it's his directorial debut. Co-directed. Sure, of course. With respect. Yeah. Zac Efron, the star in Jody Hill's new good. movie, Famous. Where he plays Good news. Dual, dual roles. Speaking of another guy who I'm like, yeah, just keep making them. Make something good. Yeah. I feel like this will be a good lane for him. Yeah. Jody Hill. What's the last movie? Yeah. He made a movie that nobody saw. What's that? Legacy of a Whitetail Deer Hunter. Did he yeah. direct that or did he? I think he directed Was it. that just Danny McBride in it? I think he directed it. Maybe I get to see that. I've been watching a lot of uh, Eastbound and Down lately. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't think I've like ever seen a single seen Jody Hill thing. I mean, I loved Foot Fist Way and Observant Report when I was a child, and I loved East Men and Down as well. Um, and it's been great to return to. And I think, yeah, it's good to have Jody Hill making a new movie. I think Zac Efron's a good pairing for him. And I hope that it is good. Yeah. It seems he... Oh, yeah, he did direct Legacy of a White Hunter. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we close that. Yeah. Nice to see Zach making a, co- a comedy. We all saw the Ricky Spinicky trailer. 
Ricky Snicky will be good. And Hodge that, uh, what's the, what's the redhead guy's name? Oh, Andrew Santino. Mm. Yeah. He's in uh, House Party. Yeah. I feel like he's a, he's a YouTube shorts kind of guy. You know, I get what you mean, but I think he, he's even, like, too good for the... Maybe I just said my algo is not getting, like, hit the podcast that he and Bobby Lee do together. I don't see a lot of, like, Laugh Factory stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you mean, but I pray that you don't explain it to me. <laughs> I can't talk about my algo. <laughs> it'll get too sad. Your relationship with it. I, I gotta snap my phone in half. And the, the Oscars have added a new category for best casting beginning for next year's films. That's right. So we're How do you yeah. feel about this. So You're we're sort of the Oscar guy. Out sure, of yeah. So we're like three ceremonies away from this being a thing. Because there's this yeah. year's ceremony, then next year's ceremony, and then the following ceremony will be the one that has it. Uh, I think it's a, a good move. And, you know, the casting directors, I think, have like, been a part of the Academy, but have not had, like, a nominating job uh, up till now. And I do think, like, given that, like, the nominees are determined by the, like, they're by the, the branches themselves and not, and then everyone votes on the winners, I do think there is some opportunity for it not to just be, like, the same, like, all the best picture nominees sort of rearranged a bit which is sort of has been a bit of the problem uh in the 10 best picture nominee era um that there hasn't been as much diversity in in the you know the below the line nominations um and i think like yeah there's like interesting like if you look at the the artrios awards i think is what they're called the 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 casting you know guild awards or whatever they are there's been some interesting winners in the past few years, and they have obviously they have like multiple categories and stuff, and the Oscars will just have the one. But um, but yeah, I think that, and like I'm curious to see sort of what the conventional wisdom arrives around of whether it's like, is it for discovering new talent that people go for? Is it for like using people in like creative and unexpected ways? Is it for like having like a really deep bench? Like, is it for like just like good acting across the board like there's a lot of different sort of like things that you can value sort of and i'm curious to see sort of like in the way that we like are now like well people look for like most editing or or, you know they look for they they go for the war movie in the sound category or whatever like i'm curious to see like what what the the taste pitfalls right i'm curious to see like what the like what the sort of default taste tends to be in this category because it's not something that i think is like super easy to like point at and be like that's a super well cast movie Cullen has a question do we know why it's taking so long to implement it uh they don't want to I mean they can't do it for they don't this year of course they need like a full year year. like they need like because these the current year because current year movies have already been released like they don't want to like have it be like uh um, you know, uh, like a unfair advantage or whatever that, like, you know, uh, yeah, the cast, be, that that mean, mean Girls was yeah, released the, without mean, them knowing that that was like a possibility or whatever. Like, sure, so they didn't try hard enough. <laughs> they, <laughs> that's really funny. So it, it would be, it's going to be the for the films of twenty twenty five, but the twenty twenty six ceremony. That's right. Saying. Yes, yes. Do you um, think they'll add any more before then? 
Not before then, but I do think this, like, if this goes okay. I mean, uh, do you think they'll add any more before, like, that deadline of, like, when the 2025 movies start? If they're like, we're already adding this new category. What if by then we add, like, no. stunt, right. blah, blah, whatever. Stunt is probably the next one if they're going to add another one. Um, and I would imagine they will wait to see how well the casting goes for at least sure. a year before they do that. But I would imagine within like the next ten years there will be a stunt category. I feel like I've, do you I've been doing finally cut cinematography. Just all the bullshit ones no one cares about. You're so funny, Cullen. You're my funniest friend. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there, I I feel like I I heard some about this on podcast and read some about it about how. I feel like everybody on the internet wants a stunt category and then they announce this casting category and then like the like backroom the like the backroom reporting of it has been like yeah it's a very political thing there there are casting people in the academy more than there are stunt people so right. sure. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. sort of thing that gets pushed uphill before yeah. right. stunt but I think, Would, right, if it goes okay, it gives them the room to sort of be like... Sure, just referencing stunt as one that people bring up as right. one they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, what won that casting award this year? Was it Oppenheimer? For the current year? Let me look yeah. up. I don't know if it's happened yet. Let's find out. Do people like the cast of Oppenheimer? I think people enjoy the cast of Oppenheimer. and it's Who's sort of, your favorite in Oppenheimer, Emilio? Who is my favorite performance in Oppenheimer? Do you... I will talk about it, I guess, but I'm very... I wonder how Oppenheimer will factor into our awards at all. I guess it would be not that much. Yeah. But I... I, Thank God we gave Tenet something. It's sort of begging for a rewatch. Because I have tended to have a decent time with Nolan... The recent Nolans in theaters and then watch it at home and appreciate it more. And I wonder if I did that with... Oppenheimer if I'd had a similar experience where I'd be like I'm I'm more locked in at home than I am in a theater really uh I don't think the current year's awards have happened yet mm. um what about last year's but last year I'm looking my favorite is Casey Affleck big budget drama went to the Fablemans big budget comedy went to Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical Studio so and comedy went to Catherine Colbert. Yeah, so I guess that that sort of speaks to like drama. Well, I guess that the, they are sort of prizing discovery because I guess like yeah, Fablemans has like them finding Lobel. Well, yeah, that has like a little bit of everything because it's like yeah, big and you've got like also. the Lynch thing and, is like yes, crazy and like the yeah. So okay, casting award. Yeah, because it's like I feel like. I feel like uh, there are movies where I'd be like, yeah, that it, this is a, an impressive feat of casting that are sort of out, completely outside of the scope of Oscar. Because if I, when I think about like movies that I think are well cast in terms of just like what I assume the challenges of casting are, I think of a movie like Booksmart, where sure. I'm like, they found all those people and i didn't know who a lot of them were and they were all good i think so it was just like that's sure. an impressively cast movie even if i don't like love that movie i think that's just like yeah they did a good job casting it and right. i what well, i do wonder if like comedy is the thing that gets more consideration there yeah, yeah. that would be cool if yeah mormon yeah. allison jones right is we love her the, the, legend. the legend that's the one casting director i feel like people can name sure 
Uh, I've met her. Or if they're if you're a Broadway person, Colin, you can say Colin did audition for her. That is true. <laughs> we can't talk. <laughs> uh, last little piece of news: Ewan, Ewan McGregor is in the David Robert Mitchell movie uh, with Anne Hathaway that they're sort of keeping under uh, wraps, uh, which sort of feels like it. It's a weird thing where I'm like Ewan McGregor. I lo- he might be one of my favorite leading men of all time. I really love Ewan McGregor. Him being the star of your movie is sort of... I don't, I don't know if you're in a good spot there. <laughs> That's, what about Dr. Sleep, bro? Dr. Sleep is... I just mean for it being a successful film that a lot of people watch. I don't okay. know that you... It certainly but... was not a rousing financial success. Um, yeah, I mean, right. He's in the prequels. Those are very I, 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 I was looking at lists so of good in those. his like re- the movies he's been in recently, and I've been like, woof. <laughs> yeah, sure. he of- did uh, another motorcycle documentary with John Borman's son. <laughs> his uh, what was his literary adaptation? American Pastoral, of course. Sure. He did uh, Right. That was years ago. Andy. I mean, sure. That was within, the, within a decade, right? Yeah. Because it's like Maybe. he's been in like three successful movies since he directed American Pastoral, and those. Um, can I try and guess them? Yeah, sure. Birds of Prey. I wasn't counting that one. I guess I don't know how successful Birds. I of guess Prey, that's right. true. Sure, it, it was like it's like the pandemic cap, sort of right, fucked yeah, with yeah, it. I guess it made more. I guess it, it made a decent amount. I guess I'll count that as a mild success. Um, that was sort of the only one I had in the pocket. <laughs> I don't know how I can conjure up. Okay, so, so, this, in the Yemen. <laughs> so this is why, what I was going to say about it, where I was like, the, him being part of its success is very conditional, because it's like, Beauty and the Beast made a billion dollars. He, sure, gave, a noto- fucking... he, he gave a notoriously bad <laughs> performance yeah. in a film that people did not enjoy in that one. <laughs> yeah. He had a voice cameo in Rise of Skywalker. Once again, a movie that is technically successful, but not spiritually <laughs> successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he did play Jiminy Cricket in Gilmer Modotoro Pinocchio, which I guess right. is like... In the right. Have you seen that movie, Emilio? No. I know Andy has. Cause yeah. That movie's good. Do you good. like it? I should see it again. I liked I, it. I feel like... I get so... I mean, I think this You're movie Pinocchio is not very about, good. Right? Yeah. But I was pinocchio it. I just couldn't do another Pinocchio movie. It's, it was a lot of Pinocchio in, in, in a short period of time. Especially because feel... you watched the fucking... Uh, I watched the Disney the, one. The, the um, Pauly Shore one, like, three times a when day. When the one wild sort of soft <laughs> disproved it... This, but I did feel like I, I stop motion might not full. I feel like I struggle with a lot of stop motion sure. films, and I feel I feel like I watched like the first fifteen minutes of Pinocchio and was just like I can't connect to this, and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was in Raymond and Ray. Was that of course? A, was that a tip? Never. Mother Cow. Did that ever come out? I, I, I believe of, it was an Apple TV Plus movie. So I think right. It did. I remember talking to Jackson in Toronto about Mother Couch, and how he might. That's right. Be... He saw Mother Couch. He to reviewed review. it. Yeah. He reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget. I forget if he if he actually published that review or not. Oh, I don't know. I know he was. He saw it to uh, to review it for Variety. Yeah. yeah. So look up the Variety review of Mother Couch and see if our friend Jackson <laughs> yeah. wrote it. <laughs> yeah. So I would love a W for David Robert Mitchell and Edwin McGregor, but it does not. It doesn't seem faded in the stars, even though it's a thrill ride in IMAX. 
which is sort of crazy for that to be the David Robert Mitchell pivot, but I guess good for him. He's making like a $100 million Warner Brothers IMAX movie. Uh, but anyway, that was the news. It's time for games. Whoa, I, wait. Uh, I totally didn't even process what you were saying. I was thinking about fucking that Anne Hathaway uh, guy who directed Peter Pan and Wendy. David Lowry. Uh, Might come David up Lowry in the game. movie the whole time. So wait, David Robert Mitchell, I, so this isn't They Follow, this is a different movie. This is a different film. He is making like, How did I not he hear making like a secret movie for Warner Brothers, which is like a $100 million like sort of action-y what? thing that he shot completely in IMAX. That's crazy. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Dulakis? I, I, I don't think that much is known about it. I, I can't sure. tell you. Fair enough. <laughs> I simply cannot. You do it. the legwork on that one, Cullen. Get down, get to the bottom yeah, I'll, of I'll, who's shooting that one. Whenever we know, I'm sure we'll talk about it for sure. Now that I have processed that this movie is something I want to see and not a David Lowry movie that I might see. Yeah, I mean, I said David Robert Mitchell. Like I know, I know. I just you said Anne Hathaway, and then it wasn't until you started saying it again that I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> David Robert Mitchell. Yeah, it's sort of why I brought him up. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'm hyped. That's great. So, <laughs> so, so good now. So the, the reaction I was expecting 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I had my head on straight and I was on the ball, I would have processed that information perfectly. Can we move so. on from this moment, or do you have something of substance to say about this? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you have to say, Andy? Nothing. That's okay, why I haven't been saying anything. I've been waiting for the game. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the game. So it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's yeah. Day week. You know, it is, it's Valentine's Day. Everybody's trying to find the pair, find the match. So I, I fi- see here in my notes we have Emilio's movie matchmakers. Yeah. So we're trying to have a variety of people, films... That we're going to try and find matches for. I have actors who we're going to try and find directors for. We have directors we're trying to find actors for. We have movies we're trying to find festivals for. Movies that haven't come out yet that we're trying to find festivals for. And movies that don't have distribution that we're going to try try and find distributors for. You know? We like to fancy ourselves people who know things. People who could run things right. so we're gonna put that to <laughs> right. the test Ooh. and we're gonna be, know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah we're gonna be you know distribution executives agents managers all of the above right now put so some our, hot packages some hot packages so are y'all ready for the game let's do it yep okay so let's start with an actor okay I went to different big film festivals and I try to find people who've won acting awards at, at those festivals and sure. try to see like what what should your next move be. Yeah. So last last year's best actress winner at the Venice Film Festival, Andy, do you know who it is? Uh no. Colin? Kaylee Spaney. It was Kaylee Spaney. Oh, oh the from, great, great I performance. See, right. Well, right. I, I was trying to think a year ago. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, was completely lost. Uh, Kaylee Spaney, sure. Who was in Priscilla. Gave yes. a great performance in Priscilla. She's very good in Priscilla. That movie doesn't do a lot for me, but she's very good in it. Um, so, Colin, Andy, who should Kaylee Spaney work with next? Terrence Malick. <laughs> Boring answer. Terrence Malick. <coughs> Terrence yeah. Malick. Do you think she should be in the Jesus movie? No, I something think, new. Right? We should not let him shoot more footage for that. He has to finish it. <laughs> um, a Kaylee Spaney vehicle. Yeah, what if he was like, tomorrow, something like, I, I found my muse. And people were just like... <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's a little obvious coming off of a Sophia. Uh, but uh, Kelly Freeman Craig, I think, would, would be a lot of fun for something sure. like that. Again, like... Who is in the like the young women on film space? Yeah, I guess my concern with Kelly Fremont Craig is that she, you know she has only made films about she's not made films about adults, sure. even young adults. Well, I guess that all depends on the definition of young adults. You know, yeah. she's never somebody college age and past. Sure. And I guess Kaylee Spaney is probably a person who could still play high school. I mean, she does in Priscilla. She does in Priscilla. You know. What is the sort of thing of Kaylee Spaney? What makes that performance so good? I mean, well, it is kind of like, it is like the transformation, right? It's like her, she goes from like child, like, 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 why is no one looking out for this child child to like... Someone who you can sort of see, like, oh, she is, like, now an adult and is, like, capable of, like, having agency and making decisions about her life in a way that she wasn't at the beginning. Sure. Um, and I think, yeah, that being able to sell, like, both those things in the same performance is pretty remarkable. Yeah, both an innocence and a burgeoning authority. Yeah. Maybe, like, put her in a bomb box. You could put her in a bomb box for sure. Sure. I, I guess, like, have he made a movie? Well, I guess he, he made Mistress America. I guess he could be, like... Yeah. And Francis Hoff. And Francis Hoff. I guess Gerwig would maybe be scripting with him on it. Or... Sure. Um... I think Noah's a decent call. Oh, you know, um, Josephine Decker? Josephine Decker could probably get... What has she been doing since... Surely. Uh, um, she did the Jason Siegel movie. The sky is everywhere. I say Jason Siegel movie. That's like he's in it, but it was like a a YA sort of movie. Oh right, everywhere. yeah, this yeah. Twenty twenty two. But she's probably that's probably a good call. Just like yeah, you put somebody in that sort of or thing. like um, Eliza Hitman. Is actually yeah would be really good. Uh, that's the right. That's the correct. <laughs> sure, we got Eliza Hetman. Somebody gonna. <laughs> I'm glad we got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about the journey. He's gonna do some homework sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You can't just only the, well, go, the journey. Well, the journey is why we're recording this. That's why it's on tape. So. If we just yeah, said we just the right said answer Eli- right away, yeah. it would be boring. <laughs> yeah, Kaylee made it. Eliza Hetman next. Uh, just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sniped it. And just like, started texting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's switch categories. Great. Hitman. <laughs> that one. The adaptation of Colson Whitehead's 
Pulitzer Prize winning novel, The Nickel Boys, has been reportedly finished for a while now, and it's yet to premiere at any festival. What festivals should it premiere at? Sure. You, who directed this again? Lamel Ross. You've read the book? Hale County, this country, this year. Right. right. Where did that play? Was that at, like... That might have been at, like, a doc fest. Um, it feels you... like it played Telluride. Yes, I did read the novel. I am familiar with. Okay. Any, can you give us a little bit of premise? or? So, it's, like, about this kid... It's about these two kids, but primarily it's about this kid who's like, you know, these two black kids, they're, one of them is like this goody two-shoes, like, super smart, like, goes to school, nice kid who ends up, like, accidentally getting uh, charged for a crime he didn't commit, so he gets mm-hmm. sent to, instead of, he gets sent to, like, juvie, but it's, like, under the guise of this being sort of, like, a reform school for all these, like, wayward youth. And he meets this other, like, uh, black kid who's, like, becomes, they become friends and their sort of fates at this school become, like, intertwined. You know, it's, it's, it's like, sure, just a story about how these kids got through this, their time at this very, like, bad school for all these kids that was, like, very segregated and there were a lot of mistreatment of the kids, you know, uh-huh. misplacing of some of these kids. So, so. Sure. Hill County this morning, this evening, played at Sundance. Yep. Uh, True Falls, new directors, new films, a lot of, you know, smaller international fests. Uh, Montclair. Uh, yeah. And then, I think, yeah, that was, it's, it, but it, it, it did premiere at Sundance. Yeah. So I say it's, it's mostly, though, these kids' life at this school, plus some... Some like flash forward flashbacks kind of stuff, but like that's not sure. really most of it. Yeah. Um, did either of you watch Underground Railroad? I no, saw like I watched, three episodes. Uh, yeah. I think I, I saw the first one, I, which I, I liked, and then like yeah, you know, I finished TV. Underground Railroad. I did yeah. watch all of it. Yeah, that's an interesting show. That's a, yeah. that's sort of me. Fi- at the end of it, I was like. There's a lot of great stuff in it, but this is such a bummer. Like, this is kind of, like, almost too much hitting you in the head with how much of a bummer yeah, it is. I every, really, every yeah, I really wish they hadn't done a binge release for that. Uh, I really feel like a weekly... But uh, people should watch... I mean, it's one yeah, of the most yeah, gorgeous absolutely. things ever made. Right, just yes. It's, it's just the curse of streaming television. It's yeah. like, As, also Barry Jenkins, they don't make movies anymore, so he has to make a TV show, and then you have to watch it. It's like... Yeah, and then make Lion King too. Uh, yeah, but that'll be great. That'll be as good as The Godfather Part Two. Sure. Yeah, better. Mufasa. What's um, it called? It's called Mufasa. It is. Any no subtitle? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I anyway. Andy's I, talking right now, and he sounds like he's on one point five speed, <laughs> trying to get out of this. I don't want right. I don't want to talk about it because. Just, uh, I think um, I think that movie will come out with. A subtitle of like a Lion King story or something. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. A lot of questions about that movie. Anyway. Yeah, what on <laughs> earth is it going to be? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to watch the first one. <laughs> no, I don't think you have to. I've seen a Lion King. Sure. Uh, uh, so we got, you know, or, so we think it's, right. it's a Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Colson Whitehead, who is fall. like. Fall right. is probably a good call for it. Are we thinking like. North American or European? I was thinking Tiff Niff. Right. That area. Telluride. Um, 
But it feels like if it's going to premiere somewhere... Do we have a cast? Is it like... It has a cast for sure. I, mean, I, I imagine it's kids. It's, it's like, kids. I think like Fred Hessinger, Hamish, Linklater are like the two people I remember who are in it. I love Hamish Linklater. Yeah, we love Fred Hessinger. I, I kind um, of... I don't know that they've announced what, what uh, role they're going to play, but I can sort of imagine it in my head what sure. role they're playing. Anjane Ellis is in it. Sure. Um... So it's I like mean, not starry really, which is which sort of would yeah, but, discount something yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, like Venice. I don't know if they 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 yeah, make the it trip. Yeah, doesn't sound if, if They'd make the trip without it, like, right. It doesn't. Although they do have that young performer breakthrough performer award in Venice, so I'm like, sure, there's a lot sure of kids in it. Yeah. That might be a a thing for them to want to position themselves for. Although I guess that doesn't like really. Like, that doesn't have, really have much of an effect on things, I feel like. Like, you don't see something because it won the Mr. Ariani Award. Um, sure. Well, this has a $23 million budget. That's crazy for um, a movie that Yeah, I think... Refused to come out. Tiff. Tiff sort of makes sense. Yeah, it, a Tiff you know what it's, it feels... You know what it actually screams? Telluride. I mean, I said Telluride, and no one acknowledged it, but yes, Telluride. Telluride is not to be acknowledged, but uh, it does seem very Telluride-y to me, if I'm being honest. Right. Telluride and then all the fall. Like, it would then do the fall. Sure, and just follow them up. It's, it sounds like Barry put the call in to bring it to Telluride. I guess Jenkins. It might might, might sound like I'm saying Obama might put the call in, but... I, is it, it's not a higher ground production, is it? No, 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 no. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I'm fine it, with... It's an Amazon MGM movie. It, I, I'm going to say it probably had a Telluride than Tiff. Full run, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, then... Uh-oh. <laughs> if it gets into real uh-oh territory. Cause this, <laughs> this seems like a film that was, like, fully shot a year ago. Sure. Yeah, it, 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 photography took place from October to December 2022. Sure. So, I mean, they've had their time. They've yeah. had their sweet time. Where was it at Sundance? Uh, I mean, if they want to position it for the fall, then it makes sense. To well, I guess they can wait till the fall, yeah. Yeah, I guess it, yeah. now it's in the weird position of... Is this not I guess they were they had the strike last year, so they probably didn't want to put out a movie. Right. Either. Well, and Amazon MGM had stuff that was like working. Sure. Like they, you know, they've got American Fiction and they've got, I guess, Saltburn yeah. didn't get nothing. It this is sort season. of like, and we sort of now in the weird position of, are they not putting out because they're waiting for the right time, or are they not putting out because it's bad? Sure. It's, it's, sure. That's always a concern. It sort of seems like. Director seems talented. It's like an acclaimed yeah. book. I, I don't think it. I don't love the book, but I think do think it's like good and interesting. So it's like sure. hard for me to imagine. But it's also I don't think it's like. You know, there's some tough tough stuff in it, but I don't think it's like forty material. The real I don't like. I don't. I can't really see somebody like really getting it like super wrong. Where you'd be like, wow. Sure. Sure. Especially someone who seems like smart and like yeah knows what they're doing yeah yeah uh, telluride sounds good telluride so we're going for telluride there another match made another match made 
Cha-ching. Sorry for yawning. It's 10.40 Central Time. <laughs> so a director who we're all fond of here, I think, who I don't think has a new movie announced, at least one with like a star attached. I guess I, I actually might be wrong on this. I might need to pivot here. <laughs> but who is it? Wait, 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 give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Joanna Hogg. Oh, sure. Ooh, talk about someone. I had heard that she was, yeah, she was maybe going to be doing a more full horror thing, but, like, I don't think I heard other than, like, maybe Tilda would be involved, but, like, I don't know. So, what star do we want to be working with (laughs) Joanna Hogg on her next film? Sure. You know, we're I assume... all fans of the souvenir films right. and Eternal Daughter. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen her earlier stuff, which is like a lot of Hiddleston, right? Yeah, a lot of Hiddleston. Um, she makes a lot. She makes very British films, so that's maybe somewhere to look at. Though, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Rylance. <laughs> I was um, gonna say she seems like too. He's not quite the right energy for, for that, that. I don't think. But I guess she he. It's like the Tilda performance in a turn, the older Tilda performance in a turn of dollar is not like so subtle, you know. It, there's a little bit of silliness sure. in there. That but, movie, yeah, that movie is funny for sure. So I, I but still like, yeah, and um, the souvenirs have like Iowate and stuff. So it's like they're not too self serious for like a Rylance, but I don't know that he's a right man. Math. I feel like somebody young. I feel like you know. I guess, yeah, someone, like, like it's Lost Daughter, is it somebody young? This is Eternal Daughter, isn't somebody young? But like the souvenirs are, you know, young sure Hiddleston and the in the other one. So I feel like there is souvenir two. Also, I mean, it was gonna have Pattinson, and then it had the thing where they had to give it to like there's Harris Dickinson, there's Joe Alwyn, there's a uh, uh, guy from Stranger Things, Charlie, Charlie Heaton. Heaton, as all these little. Guys popping around. Right. Indy, you got any young British actors? Who are the young, hot British actors? Who are the young, hot British actors? Um, hot, both, hot in both accounts. Yeah. What about Benny Safdie? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Just an absolute instant no. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> Um, we we we've stressed British so many times, and you came with Benny Safdie. I was not. You asked Andy for a British young hot British actor. I I just was thinking about my own thing. He's not. I was gonna say he's not that young, but Andrew Scott, I think, would be. Sure, you like Andrew Scott. I like him. Ooh, what about um? Yeah, he's good, but he does. Old guy from uh, Benediction. Uh, Jack O'Connor, no, uh, Jack Loudon. Loudon. Slow horses himself. Slow horses, wow. Uh, yeah, he seems like a good call. He's sort of, he's maybe bored. I think him and Andrew Scott are both kind of, in my mind, are both kind of like, it seems like they have already been, like they would have been in an early one. Sure, Andrew Scott I see more. I guess Andrew Scott but... is like or, or older. Yeah. Yeah. He was like on Sherlock. He was on Sherlock. He yeah. sure was. I Cumberbatch should work with Hog also. I mean, I that'd be great. Cumberbatch should. 
What's Cumberbatch up to? What's he batching up these days? He's got a TV series coming out called Eric. <laughs> of course. Just, just Eric? Yeah. <laughs> What's it about? Boy Meets uh, World Brother? Vincent, a grief-stricken father whose son goes missing, finds solace through his friendship with Eric, the monster that lives under Edgar's bed. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in the Book of Clarence. He's really just doing stuff. Dude. He's in the new. He's in this he, Jodie Comer movie called "The End We Start From." He's in the new Justin Kritzel movie too, Ooh. with Laura Dern and Noah Jupe and Naomi. And Atkins. that gives me the perfect transition. Jack Loudon is going to be the person in the Joanna Hogg movie. Moving on, another uh, actor who has won a won a big award at a big film festival recently, and I have been wondering. What's going on there with that guy? Caleb Landry Jones. Oh, boy. <laughs> we need a director he for won Caleb? Venice, or he won a can he won for can Nitrum. actor for Nitrum. That was 2021? Two? Three? Two. That was the Triangle of Zanis year? I'm going to say two, yeah. I'm going to say it was the Triangle of Zanis. This was after Finch? Because Finch post was after Finch. For sure, post-Finch. He's good in Finch. Finch is good. I haven't seen Finch. You should check Finch out. It's pretty good. I like Greyhound. Yeah. Um, I just don't give a shit about some fucking, like, Bobo-ass cut rate. Who's the guy who made District 9? <laughs> Neil Blomkamp? Like, that sort of robot design, I'm sick of that shit. He, of course, was also in the Luc Besson. <laughs> yeah, uh, when he was in Dogman? Dogman, yeah. No. That's what it was called. It was Dogman? Yep. Yes, because it was Luke Besson Dogman. There was a Matteo Garone Dogman in 2018, or something like that. Um, he, so we're trying to find a, a movie for Caleb Landry yeah, Jones. Yeah, he's we're, we're just trying to find out where he is. He's uh, apparently in, in an Alex Gibney movie too, um, in pre-production. Um, Caleb Landry Jones. I want someone. Do you guys like him? That's I a complicated can like question. Him. I think I'm with Andy, and that I think I can like him. I mean, I guess that's the thing of a character actor is like, I guess. But you I, know, right. I, there's there are character actors where I'm like, this this person's always solid, you know. I guess I don't necessarily he, want he, a director he, who's gonna like let him indulge all his instincts. Sure. I guess that's true, but I guess I do like. I don't know. Heaven knows what might be the most thorny movie to like in the year of our Lord 2024, but I do kind of like Heaven Knows What. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting performance. He's also in Get Out. He had that big year where it was like Get Out, Florida Project. He's all right in Get Out. Billboards? He's Big good billboards, in yeah. Florida Project. He's, He's got all... his little thing in Florida Project, which is like nice. And then yeah. uh, in Three Billboards, he's weirdly like one of the people who gets away clean, in my opinion, from Three Billboards, which I, is a movie I dislike. Um, yeah. And I think he is good in Get Out. I think he, like, I think fits the vibe of that. He sort of fits the vibe. I, he, that's a, I guess that's sort of, sort of controversial performance, where it's like some people think he's, like, tipping his hand, that movie's hand, too much. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think... Uh, yeah, I mean... It's been a minute since I've seen that movie. Yeah. That's a good, I mean, I love that movie. But, uh... Him, I sort of get what Andy's saying. I do think he can sort of be left off, I guess, me thinking of heaven knows what. I think if the movie, I think you can make a movie where he goes off the leash. But I think people aren't making the right one. I feel like people are just like, 
giving him are just like telling him to go crazy or whatever and it's like if if it's a normal movie you can't do that it sort of needs to be grimy as for him to have the space for that to really work i think i i'm, I'm inclined to go like uh no pun intended with owen klein <laughs> I feel like Funny Pages is, That's like, that call. sort of same grime, that uh, Ilara vibe. Yeah. He was, uh, and I was also thinking Sean Price Williams. He could just, like, make it his next movie is the Caleb Landry Jones movie. I don't think Sean Price Williams had, was going to make another movie. Well, you think Sweetie's is a flop? <laughs> uh, yes. What about... We'll see. What about Linklater? He could, make a leg, he could make a He's from later. the South, right, Caleb Landry Jones? Because he was in No Country for Old Men as, like, a child actor. Yeah, he does read texas That could be a good call if he had just, like... Like, I can feel like he could give, like, a pretty Darwin, normal performance in a, in a Linklater. Like... Yeah, that's a, in, that's a good Maybe call. Maybe a little scuzzy or whatever, but, like, not, like, what's going on here. He could definitely be, like, someone in a Linklater. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been, I guess, Colin has not seen Hitman. Yeah. But, uh... Is there, like, a buddy in Hitman? Well, there's sort of, like, the kind of antagonist slash person in Hitman. Sure. He could have been played... one of the... Right, one of the people seeking the services of the Hitman. Yeah. He could have been played that, like, who is played by, in Hitman by one of the guys from Everybody Wants Some. The blonde guy with the mustache, yeah. right? Yeah. He's good though. I like that. He, guy. No, he. I mean, he's really. Good. I think I'd rather have him in there than Caleb. Sure, Jack, sure, sure. But I think he could have played that role in another. Role. I think Linklater is a good call. I'm gonna pencil in Linklater. Yeah, we'll link later. I call your girl, so we link later. <laughs> Distribution. Uh huh. Here we go. Finally. So, if they're actually. More movies had distribution than I thought. There are actually less movies where I'm like, this should have distribution, and it doesn't. Sure. In terms of just things that we all know and can talk about, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I am kind of bummed to not have Jessie here. Who Jessie is a little... She's, I think, busy tonight, so she's going to be here with us. Uh, but who in America should distribute... Bruno Dumont's The Empire. Oh, God. No one. Uh, <laughs> no one? In America. What was his last... Who put out France? Janice? I have to assume it's some, somebody like that. I remember it had its debut on... Or its streaming debut on Criterion Channel. It's going to be one of his sillier ones. You know, like... Mm-hmm. France... If we had our druthers, if we had in. our druthers, and we were like, we want as many people to watch Fran- to watch sure. the Empire as possible. Who would? I feel like Mubi. Mubi is the smart money. Yeah, Mubi. Mubi the smart money. What? Do, why do you? Think I feel that? like that's their vibe. I mean, they had delinquents. They had um, passages. They had a lot of stuff last year, right? Then they also have fucking. The Vendors? Perfect Days. Or was that Neon? Perfect Days, I think, was Neon. Yes. Um, but, I mean, they, they had a lot, and I just feel like uh, that's the sort of project that they would go for, you know? 
a, a Kingdom Exodus type. Although I guess that was produced. I guess I don't know exactly how that went. I just know that they then acquired the, uh, you know, they put out their remasters of the original or whatever. But yeah, I think Mubi. Do you have any counter? Do you not like Mubi? I like Mubi. I guess I, they feel. I guess I have connect them less with like fun than you do, you know. Sure. Sure. I'm not really thinking like who's the most fun distributor. I'm just like who can put out a movie that is like this type of movie. Yeah, right. but I guess I that's get, what right. I mean by that that type of movie where I'm like they. I feel like they they all, they're almost like too respectable leaning to put out something like. <laughs> Sure. I mean, right. I feel like you're not going to get someone, like, higher profile than, like, an IFC. I feel like that's, like, your ceiling for something like this. I was thinking IFC also, but I'm just like, IFC's not going to put that movie out. (laughs) But I'm, like, breaking through, like, the reality of it. I'm like, who could put it out? I mean, right. That's, like, right. I feel like IFC is the, the highest... Realistic. Sure. Yes. One. Yes. I understand. Um, and, and when in reality, it will be like Kino Lorber or something, like something even smaller. Like even it, yeah, Kino Lorber is like <laughs> it would be like Grasshopper. What's Grasshopper been up? Are they still putting out movies? I feel like I haven't heard about Grasshopper in a while. Are they putting out the Hongs still? What's going on there, Cullen? I feel a Cinema Guild's had the Hongs lately. Mm. I feel like, um. I don't know what Grasshopper's doing off the top of the dome. Shouldn't have just Googled Grasshopper. That was my bad. Yep, a classic. <laughs> classic, uh, yeah. just a thing. Let's, uh, let's resurrect Gunpowder in the Sky. <laughs> let's bring them back. Whoa. <laughs> Bow and arrow. <laughs> um, and what, was the, what, what, what was the AMC thing? Open Road? Oh. Open Road. Was it Open Road? That was, well, that was like yeah, AMC he's... Regal and like, yeah. <laughs> Open round. I guess Grasshopper te- did Grasshopper put out Passive Fiction? I guess they did. That's according to their website. Oh, of course they put out Passive Fiction, yes. And Dry Ground Burning. Those are two movies I know. They're still putting out movies. They're also yeah, they're posting, uh, putting out uh, pictures of ghosts. The uh, Quaverman. I mean, maybe it's Grasshopper then. But again, those are like. It's, yeah, bigger. I feel like movies. Now that I'm thinking about it, I guess movie's not a terrible call. I guess they have yeah. some level of sense of humor. Yeah, uh, Bleecker Street. They have. I mean, they have Fallen Leaves. That's like a quirky movie, right? But uh, but what if like Sony Pictures Classics put it out? They would never. That's like if they put out like <laughs> the Palace, you know, like the new Polanski or whatever. Who put out Coup de Chance? Was that SPC? Someone Coup just picked de- it up. I don't think it was anyone of note. I mean, I feel like they, it was, who did, who was Woody Allen's people before they dropped him? Amazon. Oh, it was Sony Picture Classic? Oh, yeah, oh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. He was at Amazon. He has Amazon deal. I forgot about that. Of course. MPI Media Group. That's right. I mean, right. It was a true <laughs> no one is who picked it up. But, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Becoming like an A24 stand for MPI Media Group. <laughs> the, uh... Can... If we just had the money to, like, buy a movie, do you think we could convince somebody to be like, we'll handle distribution? 
I don't know what, what exactly that entails. Like, I don't know what the job of distributing a movie, like, how many phone calls do you have to make? Like, a how, lot, I how do you get a marketing budget? Like, emails, yeah. <laughs> all these things. I don't know if we could put out a movie. I guess we I would have, have to have, have the marketing budget. Like, we would need capital to in order to put out a yeah. movie. This is a, <laughs> An immense... Yeah, this is sort of a tangent, but there is a mutual friend of ours. I won't say who they are because I want to blow up their spot. But they are working on music. They're working on a project. And I recently have been like, could I be a publicist? Could I just, like, email, like, a critic and just be like... could. And just be like, you should listen to this. This is good. I've had, I've been having those thoughts lately, so, which is sort of what led to this distribution thing, where it's like, sure. I could email some feeders, just like text Tubi, be like, hey, can we just put this on? Tubi. <laughs> How do you get Tubi's phone number? They have a Super Bowl ad. They're too big for you, bro. You, got, you can't text Tubi. You gotta go to News Corp. You can't get in that door. I mean, Tubi's putting out. I mean, I feel like Tubi's almost like. It's like not quite YouTube levels of just like you could just yeah. po- self publish anything, but it's like almost there. I feel like uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they do put some co- very independent cinema on there. Yeah, if I independent, you mean just like three guys making a movie with like After Effects and a gun? Then if that is, <laughs> I guess that is the real uh, spirit of independent cinema. But movie movie wins. Movie's gonna distribute oh, okay, the empire. Great. Andy, who do you want to put out Suncoast? Oh, boy. I, well, I mean, Hulu put it out. Hulu put it out? <laughs> it's okay. on Hulu right Congrats. now. You can watch it. It's a Searchlight film on Hulu. <laughs> okay. It did That's not... the Nico Parker movie? What? Is that the Nico Parker movie? Yes. Okay. I, I need to issue a correction where I very incorrectly said that Nico Park was in Magic Mike's last dance, and that is not the oh, case. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it was unfortunately on record, and I've been stewing about it. Well, so I need to clear my conscience and apologize for saying that and making that egregious error. Yes, I, yeah. Uh, I, no one called me on it, so you're all culpable. I was not on the podcast. I'm not, cul- I'm not culpable. Yes, you were. You were there. I was not when you were talking about Sundance. I definitely remember shit. Someone. Well, I've just been talking about Magic Mike's Last Dance a lot. Sure, like I remember someone saying something about like, "Oh wow, it's crazy that she was." Yeah, in a Jesse did say history. that. Okay. I did listen Jesse to the episode, that. so sure, Jesse sure. did say that. But I want to sure. make it clear for the record, I was not there for that. I mean, I wasn't there. He's 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 in the clear. Right? I am in the. So clear. we're actually both in the clear now that I have apologized. So Amy and Jesse <laughs> yeah. are the only ones. I would like to apologize for not Sarah. instantly calling Cullen out. Uh, I will try to do better in the future and call Cullen out when he deserves it. Yeah, well, we're gonna do a couple more of these real quick. Who should be in the next Florian Zeller film? You know, people liked the father; father. they hated the son. People did not like the son. Who should, should be, be in, in the, the Holy, Holy Ghost? F- the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the, yeah, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. That's interesting. What makes you say that? Just like stage He's good British with shit. older actors, like oh, you would tell you for. interesting. I guess Andy, what you're saying is that he should stick in the realm of old people, that, right? It, he can't think... write young people convincingly, and by young people, I mean people under the age of you know, <laughs> sixty. <laughs> is Coleman good in the Father? I never saw the Father. I've only seen the Son. She's solid. Yeah, She's I mean. Pretty good. It's like Hopkins is the right, thing. It's the Hopkins like, show, certainly. Holy moly. 
Um, and I also, I do think, like, I remember thinking Hopkins was a highlight of the sun. Uh, sure. Of what, whatever. So is it just Hopkins Whatever again? highlights there <laughs> might be. Is that a combat answer? <laughs> it can't be somebody who they've worked with before. I think it's the one. Um, Florian. It seems Zeller. like. So, son and father were both of his, were both plays of his. He had another yeah. play called The Mother. The Mother. That does sound like a Mirren. That's not Helen Mirren, yeah. It, the, it, apparently, in, in, it opened in New York as Isabelle Huppert. Of course. In New York with Isabelle Huppert, that's great. I mean, just get her. I mean, I mean this is just, it, I guess on his Wikipedia, it says his play The Mother, starring Isabelle Huppert, opened in New York in February 2019. So maybe there are sure. some things we skipped over there in that sentence. No, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, get here. That'd be cool. I guess he's French. I guess he may... Well, is he French? Yeah, he's French. <laughs> Thank God. So His name's Florian. Florian Zeller. Yeah, but... The other Florian ass Von Hagen. He's right. German. That was just sort of what confused Right. That's me. I wasn't saying necessarily that Florian means he's definitely French. I was just thinking out loud that Florian is a name that doesn't I didn't communicate that clearly, and I apologize. Helen Mirren getting penciled in. Great. <laughs> As the mother. Who hot are we? What a match we made. Hot who off a we, Golda. Who are we? <laughs> yeah. Who are we moving to next? Colin? Where should Brady Corbet's The Brutalist premiere? Oh, Venice, baby! Wow. Let that baby play in Venice. That, yeah, the Italians seem like the ones who'd be go, go for his nonsense. They like Vox Lux, right? Did they? Did it win a world award there? Did Rafi Cassidy win, or did I just give her one when we did our episode? It might have been just in your heart, sort of thing. She didn't win the Mastroianni that year? I guess she could have. I don't think she did, because I did look at that list earlier today, and I did not see it there. Um. Yeah, I feel like Venice is a good... I mean, that's where Vox Lux played. Let it play in competition. Let it win something. <laughs> Emilio's good vibe of saying that we'll all like it. As his prediction for this year, I did forget. I, I that was my prediction. I don't know if that one went on record or if it was just. A, I also thought of this, but it's definitely been in my mind since you said it. The brutalist comes all comes out, and we all I like. I don't remember that being said. <laughs> yeah. Felicity Jones is the second lead of this film, so it leads me to think I'm not gonna like it. Do we have another match to make? Right. Do we have a yeah. lot more of these, or what's 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 our status? We're, we're gonna we do doing? one more. Okay. This is the final one. The best for last. The best for last. Our energy has not been higher this episode. (laughs) We didn't peak at some point. (laughs) Let's go with a Mastriani winner. (laughs) All right. We're just guessing who's going to win one? No, no, no. I I have a a, a specific person. And for this one, I'll give the condition of we want this person to win an acting award at a festival. Okay. Mila Kunis. (laughs) <laughs> what what festival does she have the best chance of winning an award at or who should she work who with should she work award? with i guess I, what i'm award. saying is just like because it's just like being like who should I mean, be like her award for black swan which is like but she won the mastriani she did not win a 
No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, they just right. never. I, I, guess what I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, there are plenty of people we could, we want, like, Mila Kunis, you know, she's funny, she's cool, like, she could work with a lot of people, but I'm I'm sort of specifically trying to, trying to put her in a... Uh, in a festival prestige project. Yeah, in a festival prestige sort of setting. That is the sort of people um, we're looking for here. Mila Kunis. Meg herself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy, how many episodes of Family Guy do you think you've watched in your life? Oh, probably... Before you say, Cullen, over under five. Over. For Andy, I mean. Yes. Over five? Yeah. Yeah, it's like over a hundred, probably. Wow. I, like, we... I mean, there was a time where, like... We had the first had two it. seasons on DVD, and like, yeah, like I was, I was young once. Um, <laughs> Andy, I can't believe it. <laughs> I had yet to put away childish. I remember the uh, w- the the return episode as well as the premiere episode of American Dad leaked ahead of time, and I illegally att- obtained them and watched Whoa. them with my brother. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And he used to be so cool. Yeah, well, Pirating American Dad and Family Guy. Yeah. Leaks? I, oh. As I said, I have put away childish things. Yeah, that's where, that's where <laughs> me and Cullen are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, Claire Denis. Claire Denis Mila Kunis. That's interesting. So, Andy, you think she has the capability, you know, to play sort of very internal, like... A sort of quietly devastating expression of desire. You think she has that within her? We all seen forgetting Sarah Marshall. We all seen forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's been a minute since I've seen forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now is the perfect time to watch Andy. Why is that? <laughs> Just because everyone from the ghetto may get canceled. <laughs> Did they? Brand. <laughs> right, I guess Russell Brand. Sure, right, Mila Kunis because of. Uh... Danny Masterson. Right, she wrote a letter, um, and then apologized for it in a, in a not at all awkwardly staged uh, video. Um, God, remember that? That was so crazy. Um, Julie, I don't. This was last year. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the letter part. I do not remember the awkward apology part. The yeah. Her and they were like at their like a pool house or whatever. Like yeah. Um, you thought you were going to say that she got canceled for not bathing frequently? Whoa, I don't know about that. I mean, right, or like... I mean, she's one of those, like, oh, you only need to, like, bath once a week kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, shower, I guess. Nah, Bather yeah, shower. I guess I could see her having success in a Yorgos. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that. A um, bit. Yeah, I was wondering, also... like, who's a little funny? Yeah, who's, like, a sort of... Enfant Terrible of like the current era. Yeah, who's somebody who would be like, I love Family Guy. So I oh, what Roddy Jude? <laughs> what a Roddy Jude! Is he right? I guess he did win all of Berlin, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he he won this. I mean, Berlin under very Berlin. strange circumstances, but he did. Yes. Uh, who was the president that year? 
I mean, that was the year where it's like we don't have a president because it's so like COVID time. So it was like the last five people who won all got together and voted, which is uh, the only circumstances under which he could win a, a major award at a film festival. For that, maybe, yeah, yeah, it's a, a situation in which a panel involves like uh, like Nadavla uh, Pete or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who's like um, Radu Jude would be funny, but I feel like Radu Jude he doesn't really he doesn't really make actory movies. I guess people yeah, like the, the performance thing. in the new one that I haven't seen yet, so it's like sure. And I mean the the lead of Battle of Bang or Looney Porn is good. Yeah. But Especially it, at the end. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying about, like, Bad Look Banging. It's like, she only really gives a performance in, like... A third of it. A third of it, really. I guess she yeah. gives a little bit of performance in the first part, part of it. Celine Shiama. <laughs> Shiama. Do you think interesting... she can handle that? Do I think she could handle that? Kunis. Do I, yeah, Mila? Do, Mila? do I think Kunis Mila could handle... handle being in that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like, so, like, I remember when she was making um, Petit Maman, um, she talked about, like, really responding to, like, right. WandaVision or whatever um, around that time. And, like, also, like, trying to make something purposefully a little more, like, audience-friendly or whatever. Um, sure. I don't know. I'm trying to think who is, like... Certainly, right. This is the thing. It's like I don't think I I'm not super in love with the talent of Mila Kunis. Like I don't think she sure has a ton of range. But the thing about her performance in Black Swan is she's sort of like this firecrackery, like whoa, like what's she gonna do? Spark plug performance right. that is like has this propulsive energy with Portman. Sure. So it's like who's someone who's going to make a movie. With that in it, sure. you know, that is going to play. Mm-hmm. Who is going to or she could do, like, I guess they don't do acting awards at TIFF, really. If Sean Baker was, like, Mila Kunis. Sure, yeah, I guess, yeah. That's a good call. That's maybe the answer. <laughs> that, I feel like that is sort of a, like... We can't have the Sean Baker v. Lacunas movie where she ends up winning an Oscar. Like, the Oscar narrative, I'm just picturing the discourse. You've created something too evil that's not. Because it's, like, too real. It's like, I don't want to fucking deal with that. I mean, there's a lot of A24 people where you could say that. Like, if she was in, like, a fucking... Ari Aster movie or whatever. No, because even then I'm like, I'd be like, whoa. But it's just like Red Rocket. It, it fits so perfectly. Where it's, that's the sort of like, right? That would be the thing. She could be in that. Although that like is not getting awards attention. No, I mean, but he need, not at. He just needs to win an award at Oscars, at, at, but like at the festival, it sure like it could. What if she was like in a Jane Campion movie? Mm-hmm. No, that's not. It sounded wrong coming out of my mouth. Uh, right, I'm just like, what? Who is holding some like someone Jane Campion loves hostage to get her to cast Mila Kunis? Like... Yeah, because that, that's sort of weird. Like, I feel like somebody like a Claire Denis or like of Sean Baker would make sense because they're like, right? They both would like to play. It's like they could fuck around with her enough to like, right. 
Maker give a good performance, plus they are still people who are in the realm of, like, we could use somebody like that to sell our movie. Yeah. But, like, Jane Campion does not need that. Jane Campion could probably just cast whoever she wants. Yeah. Baker, I think, might be it. Unfortunately. It seems like. You kind of pigeonholed us with Mila Kunis. Mm. <laughs> Baker might... Be, I feel like there is a, a name around Baker who might be That's right. That's better. But it, it is... But, so- it, like, with the caveat that it needs to win an award. It's like... You, you, uh, you said it and I instantly could pick your the like conversation and just like the Simon Rex thing all over again, the Willem Dafoe thing all over again. Just like, even though it's different for Dafoe, obviously, but just like people like to do that with a Sean Baker movie. It's like this person it's needs like, an right. award. I didn't know she had it in her sort of like, yeah, who knew she could be right. dirty and a little, what if she was in scuzzy. a Cronenberg movie? Like if you said Jamie Presley, I'd be like, this is awesome. <laughs> Get her in a John Baker movie. There's the Oscar. Her Ray Liotta moment. So did we? Did we settle? Sean Baker, it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. As much as we tried to run away from it. Okay, so the pair is as scary as it was. So the the matches we made today on this lovely Valentine's Day is the Brutalist, the new Brady Corberry movie will premiere at Venice. The Nickel Boys will premiere at Telluride. Mila Kunis will work with Sean Baker. Kaylee Spaney will work with Eliza Hitman. There we go, that was good. Joanna Hogg will work with Jack Loudon. Caleb Landry Jones will work with Richard Linklater. <laughs> That's good. And The Empire will be put out by movie. Great. What a bunch of lovely matches. I'm sure none of them are destined to, to split. Whoa. Sean Baker swiped left on Mila Kunis? No match. I don't like that. Andy hates the app. And I mean, that, I, I just have no experience. Ne- never mind. We can't discuss this. A special presentation. <laughs> Andy hates special the presentation. what I got to say. <laughs> special presentations. Colin, start us off. After we recorded last week, we were talking a lot about Vampire Weekend because they announced that they were putting out a new album. So I've been listening to a lot of Vampire Weekend and the song Ladies of Cambridge is so awesome. It was never on an album. It was just a single, but it rocks. Early Vampire Weekend from the ST era, but a great tune. I was going to say Unbelievers, but I feel like that's a little over-recommended, but maybe one of the best songs ever. Maybe the most important song in my life. Unbelievers. Andy, you got anything? Sure. This morning I went down a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole of um, the song Who I'd Be from Shrek the Musical, and uh, there's a version on YouTube of Rachel Zegler singing it at uh, MCC's Miscast Gala. Uh, and it's really fantastic. It moved me to tears this morning watching it. Um, she did that show in high school. She played Fiona famously in that show in high school. Uh, and it's cool to see her sing. The The premise of Miscast is that people sing songs from roles that they would never be cast as. Uh, so she sings the Shrek song. Uh, and it, she kills it. So check that out on YouTube. Amelia? 
I will plug the song Tragic Tale Part 1 by Bandit the Mac, a 19-year-old Orange County rapper. Uh, it is one of the best rap songs I've ever heard, and one of the best rap songs I've heard in a while, certainly. It's very good. Oh, you know what? I actually remembered the thing I actually wanted to plug. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to try and find... I need to find the exact uh, title of this article. Mm-hmm. That was very excellent. Uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. An article posted on TheRinger.com, written by Danny Chow, called The Way of Shay, which is a sort of profile slash just like essay on... Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder player Shea Gilgis Alexander, which is one of the most gorgeously written things I've read in a while, and I recommend Whoa. everybody who even has like a passing casual interest in basketball to read it. But I think even I think it almost it's one of the few things I've read that almost hits the David Foster Wallace on Roger Federer level of like even if you have no idea about the sport, I, I, if you just read it, you sell might sell the importance. You like, sell the importance and like the sort yeah. of beauty of this whole thing. Uh, so I think people should read it. And with that, we love Shay. We love Shay Yildiz Alexander. He's so cool. He is very cool. Which the article gets into. And with that, <laughs> you if you want to give us money. Uh, code-fi.com slash can-i? Can-i. C-A-N-N-E-S-I. We'd love some. It's been a minute since anyone new has done it. We'd be so happy and thrilled. And with that, I will release our audio. Bye. Bye. Bye.